How are you Raiders fans? Berkey on a Thursday uh, and welcome to my preview game against the Rabbitohs tonight at Canberra Stadium. It's half past two here in Brizzy, so a little over five hours. Um, look, to say the last few weeks have been weeks of turmoil would be an understatement. Uh, look, we're definitely struggling, but look, through all that, we're at round eight. Um, so, you know, we're, we're a third of the way through the season. There's still 16 rounds to go. It's not like our players have suddenly stopped knowing how to play rugby league. They know how to tackle. They know how to kick. They know how to pass. They know all the basics, all the skills. We're just not gelling as a unit and individuals aren't playing to their ability. And that happens in sport, in life, in work. It just everyone goes through a rough trot. And unfortunately, now, of course, we're in the public eye a lot more. It's affecting us um, a hell of a lot compared to other um, other sort of people or teams or so on. But we can get ourselves out of it, and I think it's going to start tonight. If we can tweak a few things, which I'll cover in my top 10, I think we can get over the Rabbitohs and have a good win tonight. But, look, let's start with the Rabbitohs. So they've basically been on fire. From my perspective, it comes down, number one, to Damian Cook and Tom Burgess. Now, those guys their one-two punch, particularly earlier on in the game, and usually at the back end of the second half when Tom Burgess reappears from his break is where South really get a lot of momentum. So obviously Damien Cook extremely fast out of the ruck area, so we have to win the ruck. Cook is awesome when his big forwards, particularly, as I said, Tom Burgess, uh, tonight's going to be Jay Arrow, Jaden Sua, Cam Murray, Mark Nichols when he comes on, Liam Knight and so on. They desperately win the ruck for Cook to get out of dummy half, get over that advantage line, and Damien Cook plays behind the play the ball. He's very, very good exponent of a lazy marker or a lazy edge defender that's not coming across the cover on the inside is where he gets his gap. So we've got to be really on our mark and we've got to keep that defensive line as tight as possible. Force us to play it wide. If we can take away one of their strengths of Cook sniffing around that ruck area to get some momentum with a quick play of the ball, we're going to force us to go to their plan B. So we really need to force us off their game. And Damien Cook is their number one, followed by number two, Tom Burgess. So once again, he's the biggest man on the field. So Cook really plays off him um, with a lot of their first up hits. So he'll either send uh, Tom Burgess to the left edge to try and give some space to Benji, which I'll cover shortly, or he'll send him to the right edge. So particularly the likes, sorry, to our left edge. So particularly the likes of um, Elliot, Jack, um, and tonight Seb. They've really got to be on their metal to have confidence in their defence and not get sucked into three or four guys trying to get Tom Burgess down, which gives Damian Cook that leverage that he needs to get their yardage game. So Burgess is a big worry. Like all Burgess brothers, he has some silly errors in his game and he also has some penalties in him if we can frustrate him as well. Number three, I've gone for, for Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker. Even though Walker's at fullback, um, those two will still be combining a lot with their one-two punch. So Reynolds will be playing right edge for South, which is our left edge. Uh, so, you know, Jack, and, and Elliot and Seb, as I said, and, and Bailey, or it might be Jordan. just depends where they play them. Um, we've really got to get that line up nice and quick because Reynolds and Walker work really well together. Reynolds usually gets it, misses out a forward running through. Walker swings around the back looking for someone trying to come in off their line. Now, Walker, nine times out of ten, will hit the winger with a face ball in front of the centre. 
So whether it's going to Bailey's side or going to Jordan's side, do not get sucked in. You've got to have confidence in your centre, which will be Sebastian Chris. So you must have confidence he will make a one-on-one tackle. If you suck in, Walker's going to hit the winger nine times out of ten and we're going to be in a lot of trouble on the inside. So even though Walker's fullback, him and Reynolds will still try and act as if they're playing half and 5'8", particularly with their attacking game. Number four, I've gone Benji. He always gives us trouble in Canberra, no matter who he's playing for. But once again, Benji's playing left edge, which is our right side, our most vulnerable side in defence, unfortunately. So the likes of George, um, where it's going to be uh, Harawira Naira, it's going to be um, Curtis Scott, and either Jordan or Bailey. Not sure which, which uh, where they're going to start, but that's the, that's that's the area that Benji's really going to be muscling in on. Once again, if Tom Burgess gets a quick play of the ball, Benji will sniff out a blind side. 15, 20 metres in from the sideline is where Benji's at his most lethal. Once again, Benji, like Cody Walker, will nine times out of 10 hit a winger with a face ball. So whoever the winger is must have confidence that those inside guys, Corey, Curtis and George will make their tackles and he won't need to rush in thinking that his man on the inside is going to miss their man. It's most important. If we can force Benji to go back inside or both go back infield with his plays, once again, we've negated some of the potency of South's attack, particularly on the edges. One thing that Benji did very well last week, if we have any types of lazy forwards around the ruck, so our markers aren't working coming up or our edges aren't moving across, Benji's going to switch it on the inside, get a forward through, and he usually backs up on the inside of that player to make a long-range try or score himself. So really got to be on Benji. Mind you, I'll come to now. Benji and Walker are liabilities to help us as far as I'm concerned. So let's have a look at us, shall we? Number six, number five, I've gone for George's attack. Now, I'm sure Ricky's picked it up. George Williams at the moment, when he gets the ball in attacking motion so i'm george running to you his defense the first movement is to run that way george for some reason the last couple of weeks is not going deep into the line um so consequently when he gets the ball here and he automatically goes that way it's very easy for the defensive line just to shuffle they don't have to make a commitment so they can easily shuffle and you'll notice last week particularly when george was running to his right hand side so the likes of um hudson or corey horsburgh or curtis Nine times out of 10, they were getting tackled either close to the sideline or getting put into touch. That's because it all starts with George not straightening the attack. The moment George can get in and straighten the attack up, like run straight to the camera, then suddenly he's stopping those defenders who are sliding in their tracks because they're not sure whether he's going to run or whether he's going to turn it inside or what he's going to do. So by stopping those guys in defence... He gives us far more space out wide for those guys to get a one-on-one with someone or to get a second man or to get an overlap in some way, shape or form. But as soon as George Williams looks that way, the defence easily slide. Same when he comes back to the left to link up with Jack. He's not really digging deep into the line. He does his little tweak, then gives it to Jack on the run. But he's not bringing anyone out of the defensive line to tackle him. So once again, when he's joining up with Jack on the left edge, the defence can easily read that and slide across, and they can number two. They can get then two. Um, they can get uh, two tackles on two tacklers on Jack, or two tacklers on on Elliot, or whoever the centre is, and so on. So George has really got to dig deep into the line to commit one or two defenders, which holds up their cover, which gives us more space to exploit out wide. That's where it starts tonight. Tom Starling, number six, um, had a great game last week. 
The cries were loud about him replacing Hodgson. That's now happened. It's his second week back playing um, starting hooker. He gets a lot more confidence. He gets some more cohesion with George and Jack and the forwards. The only thing Tom has to work on, which Hodgson does very well, is his pass from dummy half. Tom has a tendency to stand up and then pass sometimes. He's got to be really crisp and slick from the ground. Takes away a half a second or a second for the defensive line to get up into, into our face. So it's most important that we don't waste that time with his passes not being flat and crisp. If they're loopy and lofty, it gives their defensive line time to get up and really belt us. So that's the only thing I think Tom has to work on. It's a work in progress. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, but his passes really have to be flattened to the mark tonight to give George and Jack time to run onto the ball. Number seven, kick to Cody Walker. Cody Walker is not a known fullback. He is a 5'8". So my old saying, Souths have weakened a strength to strengthen a weakness. By taking Cody Walker out of 5'8", I think that helps us and exploits South vulnerability, I think, at the back. Once again, Walker's not a big guy. He won't get a lot of running metres coming back from fullback. He's not like a Shans or a Tedesco or someone where he's big and bulky with good core strength. He's safe, but he's also very slow, um, and he hasn't played fullback for a long time. So we've really got to work him over. Bombs, we've got to kick the ball on the ground to him. We can't just kick it on the foot and give him easy metres. So he's, it's definitely a weakness, him being at fullback. It certainly helps us with him being back there. Because once again, it takes him out of the attacking line consistently. He's got to try and pick his moments where he comes in. Um, but once again, we just need to nullify uh, his possibilities of coming out of the back by making sure when we kick to him, we don't do it on the full. We're actually bouncing the ball to him. Number eight, I've gone for our back three. Um, you know, obviously we're missing Shans doing 240, 250, 260 metres consistently. Caleb, Bailey and Jordan. Um Jordan's run metres are great. Bailey's and Cardiff's, the last few weeks have been a little bit down. Well, we'll, we'll Bailey never even played last week. So if those guys aren't getting that impact we usually get from our back three, particularly Sebastian, Chris and Curtis, Scott, have to get in there and help. We need some big run metres from those guys coming out of our end. Sebastian and Curtis can't get the ball and go back into the marker area. It's a wasted burn tackle. They've got a skirt wide. Souths have a big forward pack. We've got to move them around. Sebastian and Curtis, if they are back there helping out our back three, they've got to spread the ball and run out to the edges, which I'll get to in a minute. So they've really got to be back there helping our back three. We're losing a little bit of impact with those guys by having a couple of injuries. So we need to share that workload. Number nine, I've gone play to Reynolds and play to Benji. Well, Reynolds and Benji are great in attack. They're little guys. So in defence, they're going to be probably inside the wingers. Um, and they're going to move their centres into closer to the ruck to do the tackle. So we've really got to think smart, try and get our attack to Benji and Reynolds. They're not going to do massive one-on-one -on -one tackles. They're not that type of tackler. They need help from a second rower or a winger or someone. We've really got to commit these guys to defence, but we've really got to play smart, find out where they are and go hunting for them, particularly the likes of Harawir and Ira, Horsburgh, um, when... Uh, Joseph Tarpany comes on when um, Hudson Young come on. Those guys with fast feet, we've really got to make Benji and Reynolds work overtime in defence. Make them get up off the ground. Every time they make a tackle, make sure they go to ground with you and tie those guys out as much as possible. 
So we've got to be play smart with Reynolds and Benji and really make them commit to consistent repeat tackles to tie them out. Number 10, I've just touched on it, our bench. The South bench is strong. Nichols, Knight, Horst, sorry, Host and Magoo. Ours is as strong. Havili, Tarpany, Horsburgh and Young. I think the game could really be won there. So when our guys get on, they've got to be 5-10% more impactful, more passionate, more enthusiastic than the South bench. Once again, South have a couple of injuries, which is, is obviously helps our cause. Latrell suspended. But that bench rotation for us tonight, if we can, can get that right and not play Havili for no more than eight minutes, um, but he needs to really get that bench working consistently with a lot more playing time to really suck the juice out of South bench and the rest of their forward pack. So Raiders fans, that's it for my top 10 for this week, guys. Sorry I missed you last week. A couple of tech problems which I'm working on, which um, I pop up now and then. But massively looking forward to tonight's game, guys. I think we can get the two points. I'll be there watching in Brisbane, screaming at the TV, guys. Enjoy your time at Raiders Stadium. Those going out to the game tonight, I envy you. I want to hear a loud and massive Viking clap, guys. But as always, this is Berkey. Bleed green, out.